when there is a call, you know, for one thing or the other, be, you know, uh, making yourself available. I always say this, that the only ability that God is looking for from any one of us is our availability. You make yourself available. God will grant you the special grace and the ability to do the things he wants you to do. You need not try by your own self or be thinking that I don't have what it takes for me to can do the things that I believe God wants me to be doing. You need just to avail yourself. That is good enough. That is all that matters. And uh, um, you just do your best and uh, let him do the rest. God will help you fulfill your very purpose and uh, the assignment he has entrusted you with and you get to find yourself making the necessary progress and not be a whether Christian, you know, that Christians, they are whether Christians, no whether Christians, <laughs> their faith maybe is dependent on the circumstances as well, you know, um, how the weather is like, if it's too cold, I know, I, I might as well just stay in my bed. You know, and uh, if they happen to be praying to God for one thing or the other, and it doesn't seem to be happening at the time that they want it to happen, that alone is good enough for them to decide it. You know, maybe, maybe they, you know, they're not um, praying the right prayers, or maybe. Um, they are not, you know, their faith is not good enough and suddenly they just give themselves, they just give up on themselves and before you know, nothing is happening. So, I have this small testimony that I needed to share with you this morning. Um, we, <laughs> I know that, uh, I know that uh, there was just a, you know, an announcement that we will, we will get an opportunity to share our testimonies this morning. You know, just uh, on, on next Sunday. Um, this morning, as I was, we were preparing to, to, to leave the house, um, you know, we getting into the car, and I took a box with masks in, and uh, of course I took one myself, you know, is the one I have here. I passed it to my wife; she took one. Everybody took one, and I passed the box to her now. And now says. I don't need one. 
And I said, why? He said, I'm the son of Jesus. That was the answer. There was nothing else. He'd say. <laughs> he says, because I'm the son of Jesus. And made me think how much of this faith that we have that you believe truly is good enough for you. You know, the Bible says you need sometimes what you need is a faith of a child. It's a faith of a child. I mean, just yesterday I was talking to Brother Pascal and his wife and we were talking, you know, and, and we got to a point where we were saying, you know, sometimes our children, they remind us of things that we ourselves we have said to them but suddenly when there is now a challenge we seem to have conveniently forgotten we seem to have conveniently forgotten at the time it took a charm just to say to you that I am healed or Jesus has healed me you yourself are, are very, perhaps at the time you're frustrated, you, you're worried, you, you, you are, you know, at a point where you, you, you're not as, you know, you're no longer as convinced that um, what you believe in is good enough. And uh, a child reminds you of something that big. I, I felt that was big. That was something that was really by the Spirit. And then something happened. Just after you said that, I got this message from one of my, uh, one of the members that uh, I'm not coming to church today because I have flu. I felt like giving the phone to announce, can you just call this man and tell him? <laughs> <laughs> I just tell him what you just told me. <laughs> and it's just I'm I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm I've got a message I didn't delete it I can show it to you. <laughs> I just when 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 now all of a sudden there's such a contradiction. I mean he is just um, um, a little one who who just said something that i felt really you know it, it's 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 big it's it's really something that if we all get to um have such mentality about our faith and what it can do for us a lot will be different i said to you on wednesday that sometimes what you need to do is to learn to take your focus away from the events that are happening around you and just focus on the supernatural that God wants you to see in that situation that you may find yourself in. Focus on what he is doing through that particular situation and not be paying too much attention to the events themselves. 
In other words, you need to still be able to believe that God is working such a miracle through that situation that you are in, even though things may not seem to be um, going the way that you may have wanted yourself or what you may have been expecting. And uh, it so happened that uh, what I needed to talk to you about is aligned with just what I shared with you. And I, I don't know, you know, um, um, how it so happened that, uh, um, that that is how it came out. Um, the title says, when there seems to be no change, what do you do? Is there a time in your life when you have prayed and nothing seems to be happening? Have you come to that point where you are now thinking that you have prayed enough, you have fasted enough, and you have cried to God enough, yet nothing seems to be changing. What do you do? What next? What could be missing? What, what is your part in it? What could be the reason why there is no change? And how can you effect such a change? You know, the one question remains, in as much as you are expecting a change in your life. When we read in the book of Luke from 22 to 25, Jesus Christ got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them specifically, let us cross over to the other side. And while they in the middle of the sea, there was such a storm, huge waves, water, the boat started taking water. The Bible says the disciples were so terrified. They became so scared and they said to him, Master, we are perishing, we are about to die. Remember, these were professional fishermen. They spent their entire life in the sea, in the waters. They, were, they, were, they, they, they knew what they were talking about. And here is Jesus Christ sleeping peacefully so. In the midst of such a storm, 
when there is such trial and tribulations, what is your response? Are you as terrified as the disciples were? Do you find yourself saying the same things that they say? That we are about to die? Is there anything that you can do or that you say different that will make, that will change your status quo or the situation that you're in? Bible says when he woke up, the only thing he said was peace be still. He spoke to, this, to the waters and suddenly there was calmness. There was calmness. The storm ceased. The waves just suddenly vanished there and there. In an instant, there was such calm and quietness. But then he said something to them. He asked them, where is your faith? Where is your faith? What a question. How, 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 what, what is it he, he would have wanted them to see? Could it be that where you are today facing the difficulties that you're facing, the only thing that you need is your faith? Was that not to say that your faith is good enough Literally, that is what he was saying to them. He, he reminded them. He, 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 he wants to... That is why I was just sharing with you that, that little story in the beginning. Because that is, that is what almost came to mind. That when you are... When you finding yourself in the situation that you're in, is it that you're not believing God enough? Or you're not believing that the faith that you have is good enough to can change the circumstances that you're in? He wanted them to. He, he, he knew, he, he, he was believing for them. He was reminding them that I've been with you all this time. You've seen the miracles that I've, 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 I've worked with your own eyes. I'm trusting and, and, and believing that your faith is now at a level where you don't even need me to be here. That's why I am sleeping and I'm leaving it to you. 
That is why I'm at rest. And I'm trusting that what you have is good enough. Could it be that that very faith that you have is all you need? Can it be? Is it something that you, you are convinced yourself that it is good enough for you? That your situation could be different today? That there are things that you can do with just what you have. How much convinced are you that the faith you have is good enough? The faith you have is all you need. When there seems to be no change, what do you do? I believe that what he was saying to Peter, James, John was just to say that the same way that I can rebuke the winds and the storms, you can do the same. He didn't need, he didn't need to do anything they could not do. He spoke when they were listening. He didn't, he didn't say, I need, I need a space, I need a corner somewhere, you know, in, 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 you know, on the belly of this boat where I need to pray such a prayer that you can't pray yourself. He spoke when they were listening. He rebuked the storm. In front of them. He, he, he wanted them to see how much important it is to speak when confronted with a situation. That you need to learn to use what you have. Because it may as well be that in the midst of that confusion, and everybody is screaming and uh, and uh, you know uh, looking confused and 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 be trying to you know um, uh, find a, a solution. At the time, the boat is sinking. It's taking more water. And and before you know, half of it is submerged in the water. When they could have just spoken ways. That was all that was necessary. That's not time for a powerful prayer. Simple words. Peace be still. And there was calmness. How can it not how can what 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 would what would what would come into your mind to you know when 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 you find yourself 
being confronted with a, a similar situation. It may not be that you, you're in the middle of the storm in the sea, but maybe financially you're sinking. Maybe there's a storm in your finances, a huge storm, and you are in the eye of the storm. You are, you are praying all manner of prayers. You call everybody who, who you thought might have. Nobody wants to help you. Let alone the bank. You call every individual saying, I'm having so much trouble. And I'm having so much difficulties. I don't have anything. The bank might take my house anytime. And nothing. Nobody seems to be coming to your rescue at that time. What do you do? You speak. That is where you need to learn to take charge of the situation. Speak the word of God with boldness and with a conviction. Be able to rebuke the storm. Bring about calmness in your, in your spirit in that, in that situation. Bring about a change that in a, in a, it, it may for others be something that you know, it is, it is not it is not uh, human. That is why even, even the, the disciples were asking among themselves what manner of man is he? Who speaks to the winds and the seas and the waters? What manner of man is he? They were, they were asking. They were, <laughs> they were asking among each other. Who, 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 who is this man? We thought we knew him. They could not, they could not believe in themselves. And that is where you need to always be very, you know. Um, very careful yourself. So you don't pray a prayer of frustration when you're supposed to release weights that will help change the situation. What do you do? When you find yourself being in that predicament, could it be that things would have been different? Had you spoken there and then? Or are you just not as convinced that the faith you have is good enough to effect a change in your circumstances? I mean, these people have been with him long enough. They've known him, they ate with him, they walked with him, they've seen miracles. Suddenly they're asking each other, who, who can this be? Who, who is this man? What does he have that we don't have? What could be missing when things are going the way that they're going in your life? What could be missing? 
could there be something that you can do? Is there anything that you can do that will bring about such a change? Let's look at Matthew chapter number 17 from verse 14. And when they, when they come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? He said, Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was killed. From that very hour. This, this is one very, um, you know, um, important um, part of the story I need to remind you of that perhaps will help you. Um, to understand what was missing. First, the father came to him and saying that his son is epileptic. He brought him to the disciples and he said the disciples could not cure him. Then he brought him to the master. The Bible says he rebuked the demon and it came out in that very hour. Listen to what happened next. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Why? They wanted to know why. Then Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, that is why. He didn't say, because you are not praying enough. He didn't say, because only me can do it and not you. He didn't say, you don't have what it takes for you to cast this demon out. He didn't, he didn't say that their faith is not good enough to cannot cast it out. Because he says, it is because of your unbelief. He said, For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as, as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, 
and nothing will be impossible for you. Then he says in verse 21, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. But you need to be, you need to, you need to, to, to look at where, you know, you know, what he wanted them to, um, to understand what was the reason why they were not able to, to, to cast it out. He said, it is because of your unbelief. Then he says, you need faith as small as a mustard seed. He said, it is good enough. No matter how small you may think your faith is. You know, a mustard seed is the smallest of the seeds that you can find. Small. It is so small. How, how do you, in, in your situation, how do you quantify how much faith you, you have? If you were to do that today, if you were to think of how much, would it be that it is, it is, it is maybe a hundred times much bigger than even a master seed? So if it is, it is, it is already there, that says that, no, that, that, is, that is all you need. It is good enough. He says, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast to yonder place. He says, the mountain shall be removed. It shall move. He, he didn't say that, Maybe it will move or it might. He says it would, it will move. Definitely it will change. He says with that faith, small as it is, there, 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 there will be such a change. There will be in what, what you are, you know, in the area where you are using it to be able to bring about such a change. It is, it is, it is something which you need to always, you know, be mindful of. In in, uh, in 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 your in your personal life, and be, be able to say when I am going through the 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 difficulties that I am going through, and the sufferings and all the pain that I'm in, what what could be what could be missing? What what is it that I might not be seeing? What what can I do that will bring about a and the results that I, I am looking forward to see. This is such a powerful statement that he says that no matter how small your faith is, it is good enough to move mountains. No matter how faith your small is, it is good enough to bring about the change, the results that you desire to see in your situation today. How much how, how convinced are you? How much convinced are you that what you have is good enough? That you can be able to take advantage of it and use it in a manner that will bring about the results that you are looking for in your situation today. It's not about moving a physical mountain. But where you are, things may not be what they, what they ought to be or what you would have expected them to be. What do you do? Do you just stay there and accept that it is life as other people may want to put it? Do you just not do anything at all? Is there anything that you 
possibly can do. You need to be a believer who knows the promises of God. You need to be a believer who can be able to take advantage of his or her faith. You need to be a believer who can be able to apply the spiritual laws in your life in a manner that will bring about the results that you are seeing, that you desire to see in your situation. In other words, your faith is all you need. When you pray, you, you ought to always recognize his finished work. You're not, you're not um, approaching God so he can try and do something he has already done. You are not, you're not praying to God to be something that he already is. You know, you need to, you need to understand his, his finished work and what is done for you at the cross. So that it is not always, the thinking is not always that the more, the more I'm praying, the more um, God is doing things in my life. But there are times when you need just to trust God and, and believe that you know, the promises he has already made for your life is he's already he's already done, you know, um, um, them um, for you. you. You need not have to, you know, try and and always, um, you know, convince yourself, you know, that it must always be such a, a, a struggle for you to get something from God. Otherwise, you know, it, it would be it will be a problem. You know, you, you, you're not going to um, uh, find yourself, you know, always getting the, the, the results that you see. And uh, before you know, things are not going in, in the right direction. Second Peter chapter number one. I'll read you verses two to verse four. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. There it is, he says. He says his divine power has given us or has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious precious promises by which has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises 
So he's, he's wanting you to see that if anything, he's already done it for you. He's already done it for you. Maybe yours is really just to apportion to your son. Be able to receive what is already done for you. Be able to say things that are consistent with what he has already done. Be able to make the right confessions. Not necessarily you know, uh, have to struggle to get things done. He says, He, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through this you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So you need just to understand that. I, I, I really like the first part in verse 3 that says, His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So, you need to know that for yourself. It is very important to understand that, you know, there are times and seasons in everything, in life. If you read in Ecclesiastes, Chapter number three, verse number one. The very short verse, you would have heard it many times. To every to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And you can look at the rest of it. That was just to say there's a time for everything. There's a time for everything. You need to understand that for everything, there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. Every purpose under heaven. Bible says in a man's heart there are many plans, but it is God's purpose that will prosper. It is his peoples that will prosper. Now you need to ask yourself how much of his purpose is what you are seeking in your life? How much of his purpose is what you are after? And are you able to see that it is now coming to pass it is now something that you are able to to see or bring into fruition in your life Psalm 135 I'll read you from verse number 5 verses 5 to 10 the psalmist says for I know that the Lord is great and our God is above all gods. How much do you know that it is great? How great is your God? 
great is your God? Where is his greatness in your life? What has he done that says he is great? How great is his name? How, how much convinced are you that he is above all gods? There is no other God but him. Is he the only true God for you? Or there are times when you are tempted to think that there could be something better as well than in God. In anything and everything that you're looking for, you need to trust in Him and continue believing God even when your faith doesn't seem to produce results. I think perhaps that is where sometimes we need to always be very careful ourselves. Now, many a times people are very quick to say that, but my God will deliver me from this situation. But if he doesn't, is he still your God? If he doesn't, do you stop believing that he could deliver you? Do you still believe and trust in him the way that you have trusted that you deliver him? So your faith cannot stop just by you thinking that he, he will deliver you. And suddenly when there is no results, there seems to be now a frustration. Or now the, 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 the thinking is that, you know, um, um, nothing seems to be, to be, to be um, happening or changing in, in your life. And just because you are refusing to see a change, it doesn't mean that there's no change. Well, sometimes it is, it is the perception you have yourself that you're refusing to acknowledge and, and be able to, to see that there is something that he, he has done already for you. you know? It says here in verse number 6, whatever the Lord pleases, he does. In heaven and in earth, in the seas and in all deep places, he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the air. He makes lightning for the rain. He brings the wind out of his treasuries. He destroyed the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and the beast. He sent signs and wonders into the midst of you, O Egypt, upon Pharaoh and all his servants. He defeated many nations and slew mighty kings. And that is what you need to understand. That is what you need to know. After having heard all these great and extraordinary things that he has done, what could be missing in your situation? What, what can you do? What can you do? What can you do? Could there be a change in the circumstances you're in? Let me read you another story in the book of John, chapter number 5. Very interesting story. 
starting from verse number one. We read to verse eight. This after this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now the Bible says there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five pots. In this lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. When Jesus saw him, it says here in verse 5, Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity. For 38 years, he had an infirmity. When Jesus saw him lying there, and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well? That was the question. Do you want to be made well? I mean, what a question. And this man was sitting there 38 years of his life. 38 years. That's not a small thing. Three hundred and sixty-five days each year for thirty-eight years. You know how many days were they? What could have what could have made this man to believe that that his 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 miracle is on his way? I mean, he had he had a reason after even a few months to decide to go stay home and, and, and just forget about it altogether. But nonetheless, the first question that Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? That was the question. So now that, that, that should tell you that there might be something, there might be somebody who might be sitting by the well, and not really, wanting to be made well. I don't think you would have asked him that question. I mean, for him to, for him to ask, it was important. That man had an opportunity to say that I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I've tried enough. I, I, I don't need, I don't need no change. He had an opportunity. But look at what he said. The sick man answered him said, Sir, I have no man to put me to the pool when the water is there. But while I'm coming, another step down before me. You know, some, somehow. What he said? He says, No, I don't have any man who will put me into the pool. And while I am coming, he says, Another one steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise. Take up your bed and walk. Rise. Take up your bed 
and walk. You know, to read in the, in the Amplified Version, it says, get up. <laughs> that was an instruction. Get up and pick up your bed and go. Get up. Don't even leave anything here that will remind you that you were sitting here for the eight years. Take everything with you and go. Now, a question you may want to ask is how much of the situation that you may find yourself in that is your own doing today? Because many times we are looking for reasons, excuses, like this man was trying to. He says, this man, there's no one to take me to the water when uh, the water is stayed up. He, 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 he could have just said, yes, I want to get healed. No, no. <laughs> Why you want to make it now an excuse? And meantime, he was sitting there for the eight years. Can you, can, have you pictured this? How, how much how much this man, if he really he, 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 he wanted to himself, could have done something. I mean, after, after 10 years, he could have been in the edge of the pool. Wouldn't you think that there was something he would have done himself as well? No, I mean, he, yes, the man, the man, um, he, 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 was, he was among multitudes of people but but just try to 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 think how 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 much you know um, he had had himself you know to blame that it took him thirty eight years for something to change because I mean if if it meant that every one hour he makes just one step to move towards the pool. How many hours are there in a day? After a year, how many steps would he have made? He could have been, you know, perhaps um, within a certain couple of years, be on the edge of the pool. And this time around, he knows that he has to, you know, um, make it a pawn that he's in before anybody else. So, it is. You know, you know, you know the, the other the other part of it that you see is, is that sometimes, sometimes when uh, you know uh, people are looking for uh, you know in a situation, instead of focusing on on what they need, they're looking for sympathy. Instead of of of, of focusing on the change they desire to see, they're looking for somebody to blame. Or who could be to, you know, what 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 can I, you know, what excuse can I give to and and uh, there's no time for, for sympathy. You know, Jesus Christ himself looked at this very man, he, he, he was he was he had an infirmity, he was sitting there and he couldn't get to the pool, and he looked at him, oh he was in he, he wasn't he wasn't moved by what he was seeing. He 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 had to he had to 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 give him an instruction to instruct him to get up. So in your situation today, 
when you're sitting down and you feel as though you're paralyzed and there's nothing you can do, could, could you just, if, just, just allow to hear this instruction in your spirit, could it be something that will make a difference? That you just, you just get to hear the words, the very words of the master in Zion saying to you, get up. That is not where you belong. You need to, you need to stand. You need to rise. You need to, you need to come up of the, come out of that situation. He, he, he wants you to, to do something. But if you're not, if you're not ready, and you don't, you don't, you don't, you know, even want to challenge your faith or just take that one step to, to really just, you know, um, um, you know take him at his word and just. Just there, nothing would happen. Nothing would change. And there will always be uh, people to blame. And that is what you need to always be mindful of in your personal life today. How much of the situation that you find yourself in could it be your own doing? There's no use that sometimes you're in, in church and you're hearing the word of God. You get excited, you pray, you cry, and when you leave here, you go into the same mess you left in your house. It's not going to help you. You go back to the same mess that you left when you, when, you, when you left your house this morning. You go back to the same land that you, 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 you've been living for the last 30 years. This man was 38 years. It's no use. If you're not going to get to a point where you're able to say that the faith that I have is good enough, that even if there is no results, I believe that there will be a change. Something, something will give. It mustn't end just by you expecting that the Lord will deliver you the Lord will deliver you, which he has already done. He has already delivered you the day that you received your salvation. You have been delivered from sicknesses, from poverty, from diseases, from any form of infirmity and any kind of sickness that you... So it's not good enough to be using your faith to be, to be, to be now saying God will deliver you. And it, it gets to a point where when it doesn't seem to be happening, then you are now starting to be, to be becoming frustrated and, 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 and no longer believing God. Maybe let me give you the example of, of, of Daniel. He's a man who I believe he has tested his faith and it worked for him. Daniel chapter number 3. This man knew his God and he they could be you know you could not have had a any better way to express how much at times you you need you need to be able to take and God, you know, be able to 
allow yourself to to put to work what you have and before you know there is such extraordinary results Daniel chapter number 3 I'll read you verse 14 there was a decree that the king had passed and these men they were not ready to serve any other God they decided that they would rather be put in the fiery furnace than saving any any other God or worshipping um, as images or sculptures or anything of that sort. 13 says Nebuchadnezzar in a rage and fury gave a command to bring Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego so they brought these men before the king and Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying to them is it true Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up. He answered, is it true that you do not serve my gods? Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, a flute, or a, a harp, uh, or psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music, he says here, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to him, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. That is a reassuring statement. <laughs> they have to emphasize that. That their God, the God that they serve, is able to deliver them from the burning fiery furnace. Then in verse number 18, which I really want you to pay careful attention to. But, they say, but, if not... Let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. They say, even if he doesn't, we are not going to serve your gods. That is how, how much convinced they were of their God. First, they say to him that the God that we serve will deliver us from this fiery furnace. When you are in the, going through the fire yourself, are you as, as convinced that this same God that you serve is able to deliver you from that, that fire, from that situation that you're in? Then they, they go and, and they, they, they say that 
Even that not be the case, we're still not going to worship your gods. It will not change. It will not change how, how much we believe in this God. It is not going to change the, 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 the faith we have in our God, our belief in Him. It is not going to make us now start thinking that He is not able to do the things that He's doing. So, ask yourself in the situation that you're in, how ready are you to go all the way and be able to take this faith to a point where by the end of it all, it has even brought about a greater revelation than what you have known yourself. By the end of it all, you would have now gotten to bring about a, a, you know, a, a greater revelation, getting to have a better understanding and, and, and even trusting God more that in the midst of that situation that you were in, God revealed himself in a, in a, in a, in a much greater measure, in a, in a way that you would not imagine. Yes, these men were knowing that they will be thrown into the fiery furnace, but they believed their God. They trusted their God. They knew their God. They were not ready to serve any other God. Even to a point where literally they were saying that we would rather die. If it, if it means that we die, we are, we are ready to die. Then here, the Bible says in verse 19, Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. He was even more angry. And the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they, they hit the furnace says, seven times more than it was usually heated. Says these men are more stubborn. You must you must hit the furnace, this furnace seven times more. He was now angry, he was furious after they told him what, what they told him. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to, to bind them and cast them into that fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, and their turbans, and their other garments. And we cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. They throw them in there. And therefore, because the king's command was urgent, the furnace was exceedingly hot. The flame of the fire killed those men who took who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They killed it. It killed the man who was throwing them in. Can you imagine? Yes, I mean this command was so urgent, and the furnace was exceedingly hot that the man who who threw them in. It killed them. There and then. Says he, these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, burned in the midst of the fiery furnace, and the king, Nebuchadnezzar, was astonished. And he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? This man was now asking. He says, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire. And they answered and said to him, True, O king. Then he says, Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. 
the Holy Spirit himself. He sees what, 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 what did this man have? How did, he, how did he get to see the fourth man? Where did he come from? At the time when they're thinking that it is done with these three men, that we've thrown them in, into the fire, it is the end of them. He says, no, it's only just, it's only just the beginning. It's about to, 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 to reveal something, something extraordinary that you may not have seen before. That even when you get to find yourself in that fiery furnace, there's something big that God wants to reveal to you today. And that is what you must know. They would not have seen the fourth one. And they refused to go into the fire. And they bowed to the other gods. They would not have seen the fourth one who is as the son of God himself. And that is all that he took that they wanted to just see that there is a God in heaven. And these men demonstrated it beyond doubt. That God, that they, they said the God who is the God for the living, who answers prayers, who is able to, 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 to deliver them in the midst of such a difficult time when they are thrown into the fiery furnace. So sometimes need just to be ready to go into the lion's den as Daniel himself did. That the lions themselves, they found himself, he was able to come out of it and when they throw all these other men and all these other people who threw them in, the Bible says they didn't even touch the ground. They devoured them and to the last bone, every one of them. So you need to get to that point where you're able to ask yourself that in this situation that I am in today, as the Bible says, even in Ezekiel 37, this commandment is asking him that son of man could this bone live? Could these bones live? Could this situation change? Could you breathe life into these bones? Could you be able to bring life where there is none? Be able to say things that will bring about a change that you so desire to see. Then he says, prophesy to these bones. Prophesy to this situation. Be able to speak words upon this situation. There be a change that you desire to see. That he breathes life. He is able to breathe life where there seemingly is none. And before you know that the situation that you're in, there is a turning around in your situation. There is a change that is permanent and irreversible. Could there be a change in your situation, in your suffering today? Could you be able to speak life in your situation? When you're thinking that this is now the end of me and not, there seems to be no hope and you're able to look unto your God and command such healing into your life that let there be such healing into your life and before you know you are the healer God. You need just to step, you stand up, you'll be able to step, you stand up on your feet and be able to command healing in your situation. Be able to say that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that I am the healed of God and the situation is changing in the mighty name of Jesus. Be able to prophesy into your life. Be able to prophesy into your finances. Be able to prophesy into your marriage. Could this situation change? 
could these bones live? Is there life in this situation where there seemingly is none? In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, I command healing upon your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command healing in your situation. In the mighty name of Jesus, let there be life where there seemingly is none. In the mighty name of Jesus, your situation is changing. In the mighty name of Jesus, he says this is the time, this is the opportune time that is able to bring about such a change in your finances. There is a turning around in your marriage today. It stops here right now at this time that your tears will be tears of joy in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. He says you shall not live to suffer another day. You shall not live to suffer another day. You will not find yourself in pain. You do not find yourself praying to God in vain because this is the God who is the God for the living and not for the dead. In the mighty name of Jesus, begin to prophesy, begin to speak words upon your situation today. Where is it that you desire such a change? Begin to release words of faith. Begin to talk to your God that this your God has delivered you. This is the God who delivered, who delivered Daniel from the den of the lions. This is the God who delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fiery furnace. The God who is the God for the living. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift your voices unto him and begin to speak words of faith. Begin to declare that there is a change in your situation today in the mighty name of Jesus Maso kinda ante kalibradia in the mighty name of Jesus Maso kinda ante kibradisha rekebosa kihande Maso liki pradiha in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus it said it shall be so in the last days that your sons and daughters they shall prophesy in the mighty name of Jesus your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams in the mighty name of Jesus thank you Father God for that great outpouring of the anointing and the spirit of God in the mighty name of Jesus Maso kinda kaye mante, rekebosa kihande, masaliki pradisha, kiso manta hande, in the mighty name of Jesus, maso kinda ante kipradesha, kiso masa ye hande, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, ziki pradisha, masa yente kani pradiha, Mande bosa kihande masa yente, riki brande kiha masa yente. In the mighty name of Jesus, riki mahande kaiyante, ziki bradisha. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit God. Oh, Hallelujah! Lift your hands toward Him and just thank God for what He has done for you. Just begin to thank God. Just thank God. 
Thank God for what he has done for you this day. Be able to thank God, give thanks to God, just worship him and praise him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, thank you for the changes that are taking place in the lives of our brethren. Thank you, Father God, for the healing miracles that are taking place. Thank you, Lord, that indeed you have breathed life. You have breathed life into each and every one of us. Thank you, Father God, for those who are in the darkness, that they are coming out into a marvelous light. Yes, they continually walk in the newness of life. Thank you, Father God, for the revelations that you've given us by your Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Father God, for every blessing that you release upon each and every one of us. Thank you for the miracles that are taking place today in the lives of our fellow brethren. We are truly grateful, Father God, of all that you have done for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How great is your God. Hallelujah. How great is his name. Be able to see how great, be able to see his greatness in your life. Be able to see his greatness in your situation. Through the circumstances that you're in, be able to see his greatness in your marriage, in your finances, in your family, in everything that pertains to your life. Be able to bring about his presence in every situation that you may find yourself in. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.